This is Just Football. Hello and welcome to another episode of the show. My name's Dave and I'm probably your first, second or third favourite host, depending on how you feel and who you're listening to. Um, but this week we've got another packed agenda and I'm delighted to be joined by snickering Dan S and Dan P who's managed to keep a very straight face which is so far. I was just thinking I'm probably definitely the second favourite host so you two will have to fight out. <laughs> I won't ask you who you think is first. Uh, that's down to the fans. Right in, let us know. Is indeed. Uh, so the agenda today is Champions League draw, transfers, Damari Gray and Jaden Sancho, hat-tricks, refing hell, Bellingham fairytale continues, Noel Buck, and the quiz which Dan P is really looking forward to. Can't wait. I've, I've, I've swatted up in everything this week. So Champions League draw, initial reactions, do you want me to go through the, uh, the draw and who's with um, who? Yeah. Or because yeah, you're do, 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 you do. don't care. I didn't even realise this event was happening this year, but it's... Um... <laughs> I'll be honest, along with the theme, I, th- I think that it's quite underwhelming, I think, generally. There's a couple of good fixtures in there, but it doesn't feel like... Well, it feels like Newcastle have got a tough group, doesn't it? They, when I looked at their group, it felt like kind of the group of death type one but then there's yeah, another one there's another group which has got a few good clubs in it as well whereas Man City yeah. feel like they've got an easy easy group I mean I completely agree I think it's almost like Man City got a bye yeah I'd say I'd say United yeah. Arsenal and City have, have got groups that they should all well actually United will come on to that but I think they should get through let alone um, top um I mean, yeah, I mean, for me as an Arsenal fan, it doesn't look like a Champions League group we're in. So we're with Sevilla, PSV. What, well, because Arsenal are in it, do you reckon? Is that because it's got a group with Arsenal in it? It feels a bit more like Conference or Europa Cup or... It, it doesn't feel Champions League. <laughs> One of the things or issues I have with Champions League is not the champions of each country. It's kind of... This is Champions League. Well, they're not champions. doesn't quite make sense, but... I guess they want the, the larger clubs to play in the Premier competition. How, has it been take... watered down at all over the years? Because at the moment it's what, 30, 32 teams, is it? So we have groups A to H with four teams in each. What's that, 30, 32? Yeah. Has it, has it got... take us through the groups. Yeah, go on, and... go on, Dave. But to ask your question, Dan, no, I don't think it has. I just, I, I, It's still the same as it's been for the last few years, but they are looking... I think at expanding it, aren't they? So that that'll be interesting. But yeah, Dave, we'll take us through the groups and we'll just comment on each. I'm uh, furiously trying to find where the groups are. Here we go. I've got them. I've Do you want to? Got them. Okay. okay, go for it. Group A: uh, Bayern Munich, Man United, Copenhagen, and Galatasaray. Group B: Sevilla, Arsenal, PSV, and Lens. Group C: Napoli, Real Madrid, Braga, and Union Berlin. Group D, Benfica, Inter, Salzburg, and Real Sociedad. Group E, Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid, Lazio, Celtic. Group F, Paris Saint-Germain, Dortmund, Milan, and Newcastle. In Group 
Group G, Man City, Leipzig, Krizna, uh, Bezda, apologies, can't really say that name, and Young Boys of Bern. And finally, Group H, Barca, Porto, Shakhtar, Janex, and Antwerp. See, I mean, Newcastle's group side, but even that, you know, I'd like to think they'd get a result against Milan. And I think they can get result against Dortmund. I, I don't know. No group really excites me in there at the moment. Well, what's going to be interesting for me is Newcastle, they pride themselves on their fans. Mm. And you look at Dortmund as well. I think it's going to be one hell of an atmosphere when yeah. those two play. If looking at it now, and, and this obviously is with hindsight of yesterday, United, if they don't kind of buck up their ideas, that could actually be an interesting group. You know, they've got to go away to Galatasaray. They've got Bayern. And that could be a tricky one. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be interesting, but I think you're both right. There's nothing, I suppose we'll have to wait to a knockout stage. There's nothing really exciting. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, coming from an Arsenal fan back in the Champions League, I'm not wowed by it. But at the same time, well, maybe that's a good thing because we haven't got a Bayern Munich who have battered us in the past. Hopefully, maybe play them a bit later on. It's an argument then that you're getting you're going to get this, the quote unquote bigger teams in later on. But like I said, that's doing a disservice to the other teams. So it, it'll be interesting. Let's play this back in in what in January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be out and into the conference or whatever it is back then. By then, yeah, yeah. Anything else on Champions League? No, I think as a prediction, I, I feel like apart from Newcastle, I think the other three English teams will go through. I, I, I know what we're saying about Man United's form, but I I just feel Champions League nights, I, I think they'll get past Copenhagen and Galatasaray. I, but who, who knows? But I think Newcastle will be the team that go out of the English teams. Yeah, I think they'll go out as well. Yeah, right, I'm gonna. I'm just going to be contrary then and I'm going to say Newcastle goes through and United possibly won't. There we go. Well, you're wrong, but it's... <laughs> I'll be wrong. It's, it's an opinion, and we haven't even played a game yet. So, yeah. um, and what about Celtic as as the other kind of UK team in there? Feyenoord, Atletico, Lazio, and Celtic feel like they're going to go out. Yes. Yeah. So I watched part of the the old firm derby yesterday. It wasn't great. The the quality. Of football, maybe because it's a derby, the quality of football wasn't great, and it's all yeah. kind of more more blood and thunder rather than technical. I'd say yeah, they are going to struggle. There is like a lot of big name. Do we feel there's a lot of big names missing? Not really. I can't think who's, who's missed out. Um, yeah, nor can I. But it's weird because you're right because you do kind of look at it and it does feel a bit almost watered down a little bit when you when you look at the bottom half of each group. Um, but but maybe that's just because we're used to seeing other, you know, the bottom half of groups, we're used to seeing other names um, and it's just kind of been a changing of the guard a little bit. Possibly, yeah. Quite possible, yeah. But we'll, we'll see how everything progresses. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, we uh, want to cover off the transfer window. Uh, Dan, you've got you've got some info on this, haven't you? Yes, yeah, so we... Go through a few things. Yeah, so we had the transfer window shut for the European leagues, or, or at least the, the, you know, the France, Germany, Spain, Italy, England. Um, and as a caveat, 
Saudi Arabia still goes on till this um, what's it, the seventh, isn't it? So it's this Thursday. But oh, obviously there were far too many to, to mention. But pick out some big ones. Um, one Mata, who was a free, has gone to Vissel Kobe. Um, Alex Awobi from Everton to Fulham for twenty-two million. Divock Origi is back in England at Nottingham Forest on loan. Uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum has gone from PSG to Al Etifak undisclosed. Brendan Johnson uh, was a Spurs purchase on on deadline day, forty five plus or a little over forty five, which I think that's again that's quite an exciting purchase there. Um, Rob Holding Arsenal to Palace for four million. It's even more guess, exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the big one that got all the attention. On deadline day was Sofian Amrabat from Fiorentina to Man United on loan. Um, just picking a few others. Arsenal did do a couple of other players out. So Albert Sambi Lekonga's gone to Luton. So that could be a good move for them. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because this was Chelsea to Forest, Callum Hudson Odoi. Um, I don't know if any of you saw the meme saying it was a picture of that picture of um uh, ben Affleck looking really bo- uh, uh, tired and it was um, Nottingham Forest club photographer every transfer window deadline day because they, they signed about 20 players. Um, interesting one, Johnny Evans went back to Man United. We might talk about that later. Did he? Yeah, he yes. Yes, That's random, isn't it? And he played. He came on. So they subbed on Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans so a lot of the fans were going a bit mad at that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what, 35 years old? Probably coming in a bit, maybe as a coaching element, maybe as well. Who yeah. knows? The, the one that interests me is Chelsea. So I will say bought a lot, but they sold a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's quite interesting? They sold a lot of their academy products. Yeah, which, which I find really surprising. Yeah, which also there's something I'll say about Chelsea very shortly about mm-hmm. on that line. Um, Regulon from Tottenham to United on loan. Interesting one. Uh, Ansu Fati from Barcelona to Brighton on loan. Uh, Clement Longley has gone to Villa. And yeah, tell what, we'll, we'll leave it there. There's a few others. But what I was going to say, actually, Dave, on your point about Chelsea, allegedly they made a ruling that they were only going to sign players 25 and under this year, okay. which was why I'm surprised then they, they got rid of a lot of the academy. But according according to the, the story I saw, even though Pochettino really liked James Madison, that's why they didn't sign him, according to the story, because I think he's 26, isn't he? Okay. It's it's um it's interesting as well, because the Chelsea with the situation they're in, you feel like they need a few leaders to to kind of get them out of the mess they're in. Um yep. but if they're not signing anyone over twenty five, where's that where's that leader gonna come from? Yeah. Yeah. Silver. Yeah. yeah. And and just before sorry, I hand over. Premier League clubs now have spent a record £2.36 billion on new players uh, through the whole of the window, so June 14th to September 1st. So that exceeded last year's record, which was £1.92 billion. £255 million was spent on deadline day alone. Now, Premier League clubs were responsible for 48% of the spending across Europe's top five leagues. So I did have a figure. We, we far outspent all the other European leagues. It's amazing. And it doesn't, I don't know how you two feel, but it doesn't feel like as much happens in the transfer window as it did a few years ago. So the fact that the numbers still rise, I think it's it, it fees, still surprised me. Yeah, it's obviously the fees, isn't it? 
Um, but before we move on from transfer deadline, then there's obviously the one that failed to cut the deadline um, yes. on, on yeah. Thursday night, which was, uh, was it Jao? Wow, well, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Oh, Polina, one, right. who was, yeah, Polina, who was meant to go to Fulham to, to Bayern um, and even got over to Munich, did all the paperwork, had his picture taken for social media in the shirt and everything, but didn't quite cut the deadline. So he's now got to come back to Fulham for um, a few months before, I guess, Incredible, what they would try again in January. Um, but yeah, it's unbelievable that can happen. You have a whole summer to get that complete and they missed it by minutes. Uh, isn't that always the way? Yeah. It's a last minute trolley dash. Is that because Fulham couldn't get a replacement? I don't know. The fact he's over there and he's been pictured in the Bayern shirt, you'd kind of think that Fulham had agreed, but maybe it's Fulham delayed and delayed and delayed and just left it to the last minute. Because that deal was meant to go through for about 70 million. So Fulham could obviously do with that money. So, uh, yeah, interesting one. So, it'll we'll be interesting to see if event now moves over there in January. Um, yeah, I'm time, sure time will tell. Transfer has been delayed. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, just quickly, I had a look. They're saying collapse when Fulham could not secure a replacement. Well, if you start looking for a replacement tough. on the yeah. evening of deadline day, it's, it's going to be a struggle, isn't it? But there are replacements. Well, There's free yeah. transfers available, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some big ones in there as well, isn't there? There are indeed. Did you have a list, Dan? Yeah, so um, I'll pick out, my, I guess, the main ones on there. But you've got David De Gea, still a free. Sergio Ramos, although I believe today he's been linked to Sevilla. Sevilla sorry. Uh, Jesse Lingard, which surprised me. Um, who else have we got? And Kasper Schmeichel, which which I thought was a surprise as well, you know. Um, so, and that's that's only had for You've got Stevan Jovetic as well. Andre Ayew. Um, who else? Edna Hazard. Yeah. Well, he's retired, I think, hasn't he? I, I actually think, think he's given up the game. Well, he might have done when he was playing at, at Real Madrid because he's suffered really badly through injury. Um, yeah. I'm surprised about De Gea. And having watched Man United yesterday, Anana <laughs> is yeah. no better than De Gea. If anything, he might be a little worse. Well, I think it's just there. I think we mentioned it last week the way he plays superkeeper, but their defence just isn't that great at the moment. So it feels like it's putting more pressure on them, yeah, or or enhanced pressure on them. Um, the only other transfer to to I don't think it will happen, but to keep an eye on is going to be Salah. So there was rumours there was a £150 million bid put on on Friday, which Liverpool have turned down. But the rumours are they're going to come in for £200 million. Now, you can't turn that down, can you? I don't know um, if you can turn £200 million down. I don't know. Liverpool are in a bit of an all weird limbo state, aren't they, with where they are in performances at the moment. So... Do they try and hang on to him and, and make a bid for Champions League this year? Don't know. You feel like if he goes with no time to replace anyone else, they've got. They didn't. They've got quite an attacking midfield. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think he's been. A, I don't think he's been as good for the last sort of twelve since Mane's left. I don't think he's been that good mm. as he was. So maybe mm. you do think we're cashing on him, and you know we've got a couple of good players playing at the moment. I don't know. Yeah, perhaps in January, but there is the African Cup of Nations in January too. It's true as well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and and sorry, there was one other line to read here. 
Almost half of transfer fees received by the Premier League clubs from overseas came from the Saudi Pro League club. So, um, yeah, almost almost half the transfer fees that have come in from abroad have come from the Saudi Pro League. I don't really like the momentum that league's beginning to get. Do you? I feel like it's. Um... I, I don't know. You know where things like the Chinese league never took off. This feels different. This feels like it has really took off. And, you know, in the next few years, rather than playing fantasy Premier League over here, we'll be doing it from the Saudi league. I guess so. We've just said that we've spent 2.36 billion this year and 1.29 billion last year. And I think that's predicted to rise next season. Is it just what's hap- what we did, what the English Premier League has done, being a disruptor in the market? Yeah. They're repeating that. So watch your space. Cool. Right, moving on to Damari Gray and Jaden Sancho. I think I believe Jaden Sancho's probably hit the news a lot more than Damari Gray. So I'll start with the latter first. Uh so Gray was in talks about joining Fulham. That didn't happen. He's also been linked to joining the Turkish Super League. Now I believe the Turkish Turkish Super League, their transfer window is still open as well. So it might be till the Fifth, I can't quite remember, but I know it's open still. But on social media, Damari Gray had this to say. Everton fans have always been great with me, but it's difficult to play for someone who don't show you respect as a person. Which is basically criticising Sean Dyche, who is the Everton manager. And then the Jaden Sancho one, so Aaron Tang, Eric Ten Hag came out and said, Sancho wasn't selected because he'd been trading badly. Sancho last night, recently evening, put out a post saying some things are completely untrue. Don't always read or don't believe everything you read. Uh, He's put a lot of effort into training, blah, 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 blah. So clearly there's something wrong there. There's a relationship between Tin Hag and Sancho or there's something else. But I, the reason why I'm I'm in an arm about this is because firstly, the reporter's ask the question to try and provoke a reaction like that, isn't it? Like, yes. Ten Hag doesn't have to justify who he puts in his matchday squad. To any, He shouldn't have to justify that to anyone apart from his players. And, you know, if you do put someone on the spot like that and he goes, well, I don't feel he's up to it this week, that's effectively what he's saying. I don't feel he's up to it this week. I feel there's better players. So I don't know if really he's done anything wrong. He's not really come out and slagged him off. He's just said, I've selected a different squad this week. So I'm a bit, a bit on an arm because you kind of think these things should be done behind closed doors. But he didn't really say anything inherently wrong unless he lies and says he picked up a strain. Yeah, we've seen Ronaldo in the past say this issue. And obviously, Ten Hag got rid of it. Uh, Ronaldo yeah. as well. Perhaps there is more to this story than we... Uh... Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's the start of a feud. Um Today, the Twitter yeah. investig- investigative league already on the case. Uh, someone has picked out back back from 2019 when he when he was still abroad. Um, lots of stories about being fined because he was late to training. There's a story about he turned up late to training. He says it was a sleep problem, but they're saying could it be because he was playing FIFA late night with Martial, I think Rashford, etc. So yeah. he's got a history of not or training issues. Let's say that. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm sure it will change and evolve over time. Uh, Perhaps it's going to be a he said, she said. Well, also worth mentioning, I mean, Sancho went for £73 million from Dortmund to Manchester. And 
fair to say it hasn't worked out. Oh, he's, yeah, he's been a letdown, hasn't he, for that for that sort of figure. He was one of England's bright stars, wasn't he? And he just feels like he's gone into the wilderness a little bit. But there we go. That's um, size two. Then next up, hat-tricks. So this weekend in Premier League, we saw a lot of goals. But we had three different players score hat-tricks, which is uh, pretty impressive. So from Tottenham, we had Son score a hat-trick. Uh, Holland from Man City and Evan Ferguson from Brighton, which is very, very impressive, especially for his age as well. Yeah, he's I, very I young, he's isn't he? Very young. I think he's a very good player. I think there's only a handful of players that have scored a hat-trick younger than him. Um, I think Michael Owen did it a few times, but there's a, there's a few others. I can't remember the stat that match of the day showed, but he's, he's about fifth or sixth on that list of youngest hat-trick scorers. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Shearer was... Yeah. Um, I don't think he was, um, but I'd need to double-check that. Do you want to know my little hat-trick fact that I picked up? Yes. From the realms of t- Twitter or X. So the last time um, three players scored a hat-trick all in the same day in the Premier League was the 94-95 season. Bonus points for any of you three that can name any of the three goal scorers on that day in 94-95. I'm going to say Sh- uh, Shearer. Shearer was one, yeah. I've got Letizia. No. I'll give you the clubs. One was Liverpool, Rooney. one was Leeds. No, uh, Leeds. No, Rooney was, Rooney was too. Yeah. Yeboa? Yeah, Yeboa was the other one and a Liverpool striker. Was it Liverpool? Yeah. Was Robbie Fowler still here? Robbie Fowler, yeah. That's there your you three. Go. Fowler, <laughs> Shearer and Yeboa. And that's, that's actually... this week's quiz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's actually quite... You'd think it would have happened a bit more than that, wouldn't you? That feels like quite a long time. Yeah. Imagine if you had all three of those players on your dream team. You'd be laughing this week, wouldn't you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've all got one of them. Yeah, we've all got one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the others, I I can't find anything for hat-tricks, or maybe I can. No, I've only got youngest Premier League goal scorers. Yeah. You can forget about that for the time being. But yeah, very, very impressive. I, mean, I haven't seen any, any of those goals, to be fair, but I think Ferguson is definitely one to watch out for in the future. Now, moving on, we're going to, there's a little link to Holland. We're going to do our little refing hell segment. Mm-hmm. So there's a few controversies over the weekend. The, I think probably the largest or biggest one was in the Manchester City match against Fulham, where Nathan Aki scored a header and Akanji appeared to be in an offside position, swung for the ball, missed, keeper didn't save it, went to VAR, and they said, yeah, good goal. Did, did, did either of you see the goal? Um, I saw the highlights on, on match for day, but I didn't see all the analysis um, done of it. But my initial glance of it was like, there's no way he's not interfering in play. It almost looks like he touches it, doesn't it, as it goes past. As he swings for it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a bit unreal, but it hasn't been disallowed. I'd also say, for me, the bigger one was, was it Friday night, Luton, West West Ham? Was it the handball in that one? Handball. But yep. again, I watch that and like, I'm not sure what the rules are anymore. I'm not sure well, this what is exactly an, unnat- an unnatural position is. He definitely moved his hand towards the ball. Yeah. But whether his arm's in an unnatural position or not, I don't know. 
I've come away from the last few weeks thinking, one, I actually don't know what the handball rule is now. And two, is is VAR actually doing anything? Should we? I feel like it was a better place before we had it. Now, here's a question for you. Is it VAR that's a problem over people? So if you've got people. decent people making decent decisions, VAR would probably work, right? We'd probably be talking positively about it. But it's the people behind it where you, you watch those clips back and you think, how the hell have I not overruled that? You've got qualified people sitting there with replays. Why are they making those decisions? I was just fed up with it all, to be honest now. Yeah, yeah I mean, the... For the Man City goal, for the AK goal, uh, Silva, the Fulham manager, obviously came out and criticised. Bear in mind, he's on, he's already received a uh, suspension. Yeah. He didn't get booked in this match, but Haaland came out and said it was offside as well. Yeah. So a Man City player who's also having a pop at the referees. I think this yeah. says it all, really. Yeah, yeah agreed. So there's got to be something wrong, right, where you've got something which absolutely should be making a game better is making it worse. I mean, yeah. I'm all for VAR in, in the theory, but the way it's being applied is just, you know, then add also the fact that you can't celebrate a goal for five minutes. It, it's just, yeah. Uh, then they analyse it come to the wrong decision. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, what was also frustrating that lack of consistency. One week you'll get that decision, next week you won't. Yeah. And I don't know how you I don't know how you address that. But we've also had this situation multiple times where something's happened on the pitch, VAR have made an incorrect decision, and then after the game, PGMR said, actually, now that's overturned. So like the McAllister red card a couple of weeks ago got overturned, didn't it? How does that get through the first two levels being incorrect, but the third level says what PGMO did in that example is what VAR should have done. Yep. VAR should have overruled and said, that's not a red card, take it back. But why did it have to wait till after the game for someone to look at a few more replays and uh, decide that's not the case? Yeah, and ultimately, it doesn't matter about the apology because the team has lost the player yeah. or they got sent off during the match or they've lost points. Yeah. And if we, yeah, we look at yesterday, Arsenal had a penalty. They got overturned by VAR, even though I think for one ten purposes it was a penalty. Yeah, I don't. Know, I can't comment on that one. You just just agree, it's fine. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but <I> mean, <laughs> but <laughs> likewise, in that game, though, I think United's penalty shout was more concrete than Arsenal's, and again, I can't see how that didn't get awarded. I see. I, I, I don't think it was a penalty. <laughs> well, Dan, I'm 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 not biased in this one, right? So no, I no, I think it was the other way around. I think I think the Arsenal one was you could look at it and say, is that you know was how how bad was the contact? Whereas the the Hoyland one, it, to me, he got the, the defender didn't make any attempt to get the ball, pulls him down. So both of those are just as bad as as the other. So you know, I, I so I don't know how. You get two penalties, which are debated as being penalties, and none of them are given. I'm amazed that at least one wasn't given at those two examples. Well, on the on the Arsenal one, even Gary Neville, staunch Man United fan, said it was a penalty. Well, it's it's winding the Arsenal fans up. <laughs> so that's what it is. I do believe he he likes to wind people up as well. But he, but no, but this goes back to what I'm saying. It's not it's not adding anything as as it as it is currently being used, 
it's actually made the game worse. Yeah. So, and, I, and it's I'd, not I'd just us fans. I feel that way. It's the pundits and analysts, analysts that sit on the, you know, mm. in the commentary box are also saying the same thing. Also, yeah, the players you, and the coaching staff. Yeah. Do you know what it is? We're just where we were 10, 15 years ago, you know, talking about it in the pub after the game. It's just we've not had the frustration of seeing them make the wrong call. You know, we're, we're, yeah. we're in no different a situation. I, I, I'd love to see. Okay, we're probably think, doing it disservice. I don't know how many percentage are, are right decisions, but yeah, rubbish. I also think referees are almost too scared to make some decisions because they feel like their homework's being marked um, as well. So that whole going back 10 years, the quality of refereeing was probably better because they didn't have the overseeing archway that you know, was going to pick them up on mistakes. And Do you think as well, perhaps they don't make the decisions because VAR can do it for them? Okay. Yeah. We have side where they're told not to make decisions, are they, until the, yep. the phase of play is complete? And it's just, yeah, yeah. I'll scrap, scrap the whole system or get some better people in the VAR. And- well, I still maintain if you had officials who have played the game or even ex players, yeah. I think it would be, make a big difference. Yeah, it definitely, yeah, it would make a big difference. But it's also interesting, isn't it, when you watch like the coverage of Sky, how many times the pundits disagree with each other? They also don't know the laws of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is a problem. When I played, I, I knew the basics, but I wouldn't know everything inside out. Yeah. The thing I'm getting annoyed with, though, with pundits, they're starting to become more trolley than some of the accounts you see on, on social media now. That's the problem I've got with pundits now. They're, they're doing it to get the, the, you know, the attention, the hits, Agreed. the retweets, Agreed. the posts. Agree, which is why you should be listening to this podcast for your uh, straight-to-the-facts, unbiased opinions. It's a balanced approach to talking about football. Yeah. So, the other thing I want to touch on was Jude Bellingham. Mm-hmm. His start in the in La Liga for Real Madrid has been phenomenal. I, I, I'd pretty like him to a fairy tale, the, the way he started. For it's bad, incredible. Yeah, that age, contributing directly to the team already, scoring last-minute goals, getting his name sung in the stands. I don't know what else you can say about him. I I said this in the chat on Saturday, but I'll be bold as to say I think he's going to win us a World Cup one day. I think he's going to be that good. And I told you to put the drink down, but no, 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 joking aside, he he feels like the real deal, doesn't he? Uh, In the sense of, you know, we've, We've still got a great striker in Harry Kane, but it's the fact he's doing it at that age. Like I said, in one of the in, in it, for a team that's got one of the most competitive like rivalries as well in terms of Madrid and and, and Barcelona in that new stadium. The fans over there, I know our fans can be um, hostile at times, but yeah, you know those the Spanish fans they can be really unforgiving. Um, I think it's incredible. But do you see the video I sent you in the WhatsApp? What was even more incredible? Did you see the footage that they had of him after the goal? It did look like it was a film. It was like it was a, a feature film, the way they got those camera angles and, and, and that footage. I think that was almost as impressive. Yeah, I need to go back and watch it. I didn't click on yeah, that. Yeah, it, it, was, it was amazing. It, it looked like it was a documentary on him rather than it being literally after he scored a goal. And, and Dave, you made a good point about the importance of his goals and when they come. That's the first time. That's happened then. Not really goals, but my making a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Did you you want to say it? Because you said it, I think, before we started. 
Yeah, they're, 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 a lot of them have been last minute goals, but they've they've been winners. So it's actually meant something. So it's not where they're four one up, and he scored the fifth. This is yeah, very tight match, and he's contributed and got them the points. I mean, he's yeah. only twenty as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he this weekend it was a ninety fifth minute. Yeah, ninety fifth minute. Yeah, yeah, incredible. So, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of glad he's English. To, to be honest, to yeah. have someone of that uh, talent. I'm glad he didn't come to England. Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree. But the one thing I did want to slip in is I think how we're we doing for time. You're all right for time. Yeah. I think I want to slip in. Actually, it depends what you're about to say next. If it's something we're not fans of, I'm going to suddenly yeah. have a meeting to go to. Go on. Yeah. Uh, Southgate announced his England squad. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think the two pretty key players let's pick out Harry Maguire and Calvin Phillips. Yeah, now, Harry but... Maguire has got some minutes now. So he came on to sub against uh, Arsenal. Calvin Phillips has yet to play this season. He's got no minutes. So on the thing is with both those both those two players, they haven't been playing enough for their club. Um, all really Southgate has got to go on is the beginning of the season. So where is Ward Prowse and, and Bowen from you know, why aren't they near that squad but Maguire and Phillips get a free pass in? It's just yep. it's just not acceptable. I just I don't know why we ever think this is going to be any different, but why can't we ever pick players on form and not on names? Well, when Gareth Southgate first started, he did say he'll pick players based on form. Clearly, he's reneged on that. Yeah. MP, for you, would this happen if it was Italy? I guess there's always an element they will pick their favourites. But I think, I think in these examples, it's not even like, they've showered themselves in glory in the previous season. So I, mm. I think the answer I'm going to say is a yes and no, unhelpfully. But I think it would be a bit more cutthroat in terms of dropping dropping certain players. I, I can't remember. We did see it at one of the previous tournaments that they did qualify for. Um, so we're going back a bit. But um, I think the Maguire one is an odd one because he did have a good World uh, It was World Cup last, wasn't it? Yeah, he did have... I think he did have a good tournament, didn't he? But so is, is he not worth or is he not owed a, another run out in this tournament because he can step up for the English team yeah I think so for, for my from my perspective one thing you need to be doing is you need to be playing for your club it's all well and good keeping your fitness up but your match sharpness is different to training yeah. many steps on the pitch and plays his level is going to be not far less below other players. And I, I do worry that Southgate continues to pick favourites over form. So I do, yeah, so Jared Bowen, definitely in the squad. Uh, Ward Prowse should be in the squad. I'd say Ben White should be in the squad as well over, you know, playing regularly, playing well. Something weird happened with Ben White in the World Cup, I didn't he? We don't know what that, what that story is because he, he went home without really an announcement. That's so right, I, wonder yeah. if he's, I wonder if he's fallen out with certain people um, in well, England set up. Probably Southgate. Uh, who knows? Yeah. I think, I think the rest, you know, England have got an incredibly good squad. So I, I think the inclusion of them isn't 
detrimental in that sense, but he's always had these criticisms, hasn't he, Southgate? And, and previous it, English managers as well. I don't think it's just been Southgate. I think it. we have got a history of, of picking players on names over form. I don't think we've had a manager that's been cut throat and said, actually, you're not playing for your team at the moment. You can't come. I think we need to get uh, Serena in. Yeah, yeah. I don't recall it being as bad, though, in terms of players not playing, though, or being picked. Yeah, maybe I, not. But then I'm we've had some we're not still trying to get. I'm surprised we're not still trying to get Gerard and Lampard in the same team playing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, and then kind of related is there's a player called Noel Buck. Noel Buck, no relation to Bruce Buck. Um, he's in the MLS. He's touted as a wonder kid. And he's chosen to play for England over the US. That's interesting. Yes, he's born and raised in the US, but chosen to play for England. But I suppose on the flip side, following Balogun, he could have played for Nigeria, England, or the US, chose the US. What's your... What's your feelings on choosing a country to play for? I've, I can't comment on him because I've never heard of him. Um, but I think it depends on his family history, doesn't it? He might have an emotional tie to England um, over the US. He might be in the US by default. He, I don't, we don't know his backstory. It's hard, hard to tell. But obviously playing for England is probably going to be harder than playing for the US. So has he given up the chance of a major tournament by doing that? I don't know how good he is. It's, it is an odd one because, I mean, it may surprise you, but I've never really been in contention of playing football professionally. But um, <laughs> it, it, is, it is an odd one. Like, oh, oh, Dave, stop putting that laughter track in. Um, it's, um, it, it is an odd one in the sense of, yes, going for England would be the, the, the wiser choice, you would say, in terms of potential glory. But, yeah, it's another one. If 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 was he born and raised in the states? Do you know? Yeah, his father is English. Okay. If 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 you've lived all your life in one country and played football there, I think wouldn't you feel because you know America will get to tournaments as well. So wouldn't you want to play for the country that I know that you is your home? Some, you don't have some sort of emotional tie to England and being the home of okay. football though as well, don't you? Because he might think God football was so big in England, but. Over here, it's about baseball, basketball, and American football. But maybe he he, he feels like there's more of a I want to play for England in in the home country of football. Maybe, and it might be the easier way of getting him to to get a move to the the Premier League as well. Yeah, but yeah, I, I no, I I just think playing for America he could be the chance to, be, especially with the boom we've got since Messi's gone over. He might he could be the big star there. Dan, I'm going to ask you this. So you're playing for Spurs Academy. You made your debut, professional debut, and then you're national mean. coach. <laughs> you're so mean. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. So the national yeah. coaches of both England and Italy come up to you and say, "Hey, we want you to play for our country." So this is the this will be the full national team. Once you play for that country once, you cannot change your mind and go back. Before he answers this question. When England were playing Italy in the, in the final of the Euros, he would never tell us who he was supporting. So it'd be interesting if he commits to an answer now. I, I think we need to do the quiz now. Uh, <laughs> no, right, look, if, if I'm being honest, if, if we are in this scene as it is a purely fantastical scenario where I'm playing uh, 
top league football uh, for the Spurs. I think based on my upbringing, I, I think I would have chosen Italy. Even though you've been born and raised in England. Yeah, I know. So so Dave has absolutely smashed my last comment to pieces there while I was saying about that player. But yeah, yeah, because the the, the household I was raised in was an Italian household. You know, it it was supporting Italy from from when I can, you know, from the early stage. So I think I probably would have, yeah. But then that's a slightly, (laughs) it's a slightly different scenario as well because back then, you know, because based on my age, both of those sides are top European sides. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. It, yeah. it really comes down to how you feel. Yeah. Do you feel but, it? Yeah. Do you feel but yeah, I think I would have done that. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You feel incredibly Italian. You don't have to answer this. I don't feel on the spot, but you're still a professional Premier League player. Italy never ask you to represent the country. Would you... England approach you play for the, for England. Yeah, yeah, I would do. This is this like like Dan. I think Dan said I, I was born here. This is my home. This is where my family came to make make a home. So yeah, absolutely, I wouldn't have any question about uh, playing for England, especially knowing Southgate would pick me all the time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, 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 absolutely, I would. Yeah, absolutely, I would. Yeah. Yeah, but if the if the two offers came in at the same time, I think that was the the hypothetical scenario. Then yeah, that would be where it would it would cause the, the problems in in uh, debating it. But yeah, no, absolutely. If it, if it was just the England offer coming, I would have done. Yeah, well, I would nice. do. I would have done. Because <laughs> yeah. I could through grandparents, I could play for England, Scotland, and Italy, but I don't choose England. Yeah, because I just don't feel Scottish or I don't feel Italian. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what English feels like, but that, that's what I would choose. Yeah, 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 and 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 yeah. So you know, it does. I guess it does go go to what the the, the home is like. I guess his his home. Um, yeah. yeah, and so Southgate can pick me ahead of Maguire. <laughs> you probably still, <laughs> he still be fitter. <laughs> if he needs a left sided centre back, I'm there. Yeah. Okay, right, moving on to the quiz. And we're going to take an international tour of the world stadiums. I thought you were going to say international break. Uh, I was going to say yes, please. That is coming up, but it does kind of tie into the international break. Okay. So this is going to be slightly different, only very, very slightly different. And it's going to keep on with the stadium theme. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the stadium name. You're going to tell me the country city and which football club or clubs are in that stadium so team city and cl- and country country and you get one point for each correct answer i reckon we might be ended on a nil nil here dan so i hope you got a, like um a tiebreaker prepared <laughs> you, i have got a tiebreaker i don't think it'll end up nil nil okay you're better than you give yourself credit for yeah dan Okay, so I'll give you the stadium, you give me the country, city, and football team. There are some stadiums that have more than one football club playing. You can, if you give me one of those clubs, I'll accept that and give you a point. If you give me two clubs, you still get a point. So just name the one. At least you've got a bit more flexibility with your answers. So you're saying there's no value in having extra knowledge. You're just going to give out 
satisfaction on and a zero point. Yes. Okay. As as I, no, I, I don't think it's fair to the other person. No, no, that's fine. One, why not get the uh, a stadium with more than one club? Yeah. Who would like to go first? Dan. I was actually going to go first, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you should now. No, oh, yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, you got a number between one and ten. Uh, let's go for ten. Number ten. Oh, worth pointing out, none of these stadiums are in England or Italy. So I'm trying to keep it as impartial as possible. Oh well, <laughs> there you go, Dan. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Allianz Arena. Okay, so that I'm hoping I'm, I'm confident here. So that is, so you want the teams to buy Munich, Munich, Germany. Is yeah, three points. Okay, yes. Very good. Um, let's go number nine. Number nine. Stade de France. Um, let's have an educated guess. It's in France. Okay, yeah, well um, done. I think it's in Paris. Okay. And the French national team play there. Does that count? No, I want the, the, the club. I'd guess at PSG, but I thought we played at a different place. Is the right answer. Oh, fantastic. Your three points. I was hoping okay. that the bit where you said they play at a different stage, it was the right answer then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I felt like they played somewhere different, but yeah. Oh well, my lack of knowledge has got me a point. I think, to be fair, they're probably the easier the stadiums. There's probably two two other easy stadiums left. Okay. All right, let's go right. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, let's go right to the other end. Let's go one. Number one. Market there. La Bombonera. Ah. Oh. Good, good choice, Dan. Right, so. It's Argentina. Yes. Say Rio. Like no, Rio. What was I say? <laughs> Buenos Aires. Sorry. Okay. Because like, I the fact I went to the Rio Derby might have for some reason. I'm hoping that stadium comes up. Okay, so it's. We said Argentina. There is. Um, oh, God. It's the team. The, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. It's... Uh, That's a push you for time. Like, do you know what? I can't remember the team. Give up. Yeah, I couldn't even come up with one tip. I've drawn a complete blank, so no, give up. Boca Juniors. Ah, oh, you... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, two um, points. Let's go... That was very well done. I wouldn't have absolutely no idea Dish. that was in Argentina, so well done. Um, number two. Number two. The Maracanã. It's in Brazil. Yep. Um, let's go Rio de Janeiro. Very good. Um, oh, I just give it that away. <laughs> I I can't think of a single Brazilian club. There's two, I think, isn't it? 
said there are three. Yeah, there are three. Or three clubs that play at the ground. Yeah. And I can't think of any of them. Well, there's actually four, sorry. I can get two, I think. Uh, no, I don't know. I'll have to stick up the two. Hey, two points. And you can tell me the clubs? Uh, Flamengo, Fluminense. I don't Very know good. the others. Don't know the uh, others. Uh, Not only because that was a game I saw. <laughs> uh, Botafogo and Vasco da Gama. Okay, all right. Seeing as Dan keeps being my choice neighbour, I'm going to go to number five now. I'm going to jump up a few and go five. It's controversial. This is the other easy one. Oh, really? see, it's, me, it's me he's asking, Dan. Camp now. What's that? Camp now. Okay, so uh, Barcelona, Barcelona, Spain. Very good. Three points. <laughs> he did say that in the wrong order, though. So it should be. Did you say country first? Team, city, country. Said, I've got. Oh, okay. I was, I was clutching at straws. Let's. Dave, can I have the other easy one, please? Yes. Why don't you give me a number? Okay. <laughs> let's go. Let's go number six, just to keep on my theme of following down the mountain. I think that is the other easy one. Oh, my well, yes. <laughs> Brox. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, Scotland. Yeah. Um, Glasgow. Yeah. Rangers. Oh, I thought I said oh. the wrong one. That's right. Yes. Come on. on. Eight each. All right. All right, let's go eight. for eight then. Seeing as we've got eight each, let's go for eight. Okay. Number eight is Metropolitano Stadium. Haven't got a clue. Haven't got a clue. Haven't got a clue. It's. I think it's going to be. Uh, all right. It's. I think it's Spain. Um. Oh, I don't know. So it's Spain, Madrid, and um, Atletico Madrid. Three points, Dan. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I thought, I thought, I thought it was Madrid. I thought it was Atletico Madrid, but I, I then was saying, is it another South American stadium? But yeah, okay. Woo-hoo. Oh, that's. I think that's lost me the game that one. Right, let's go number three, please. Okay, number three. So we, it's called the West Farland Stadium. The West Farland Stadium. Also known as Signal Iduna Park. West Farland Stadium. I know this one. No, do you? Honestly? Yeah. But all, yeah, yeah, all yeah. three answers? Yeah. Well, we, 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 yeah. We, we talked yeah. about this club earlier. It's not going to really help. Oh, no it's clues. No clues. No clues. Let, let's go USA, Miami, into Miami. No points. And from the Germany, Dortmund, Russia, Dortmund. That's the right answer. Oh, it's a fix. <laughs> <laughs> so, what ones yeah. have we got left? One, two, uh, four, or seven. Four. Number four. It's all down to this last one, though, Dan. You can still. Astoroy. Okay, sorry. Astoroy Azteca. 
no idea. I, okay, I'm gonna go South American. That's, that's a continent, so that's, that's, the, first, that's the first one. Yeah, right. but if, if, that's, <laughs> if, if that's right, the country, the, the team, and the city are all within uh, that you continent. Are, you are having to get a clue from Dave with a nod of a head, I see. No, 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 no. All right, but Harmy wants to say Uruguay, but we've not had Uruguay. So is it Brazil still? Uruguay. And I, I don't know anything. Um, yeah, just yeah, Uruguay, and that's it. Wrong answer. Uh, Mexico, Mexico City, oh. and it's either Club America or Club. Or so Dan, you need you need three on this one to to pull level. I think you're safe, but let's let's see what happens. I'm enjoying this quiz though, not just because I'm currently leading. Oh, yeah. but... <laughs> it's the first one. <laughs> first one he's been winning and he's now enjoying it. <laughs> if if you can get a country, you're about to get the rest easily. Oh, okay. Sounds like Should've a gone seven. Go Should have gone seven. Okay, so the stadium is Estadio do Drago or Dragao. Estadio do Dragao. Oh, it really doesn't I, help whatsoever. I think I've got it. Well, I think I've got the country. Let's see. Oh, I don't know. Stardia the Drago. I don't know. I guess it's a country of Romania. Uh, but I've, I've got no idea. I think it's another country. You think so? Is that a clue? Is that, is that is that your final answer? <laughs> well, you think so? You don't think it's for me? I don't so want to. I don't. Else. <laughs> okay, no, no, that's your answer. We've had France, we've had Spain, haven't we? We've had Brazil, we've had Argentina, we've had Mexico. Oh, it could be anywhere. Russia. No, Dave, I've honestly got no idea. I would guess at Romania for no reason whatsoever, but... Yeah, you can kind of pass it over then to you. Is it Portugal? It's Portugal. Portugal. <laughs> I don't know the team, so let's say Porto and Porto. Is the right answer. Oh, there you go, yes. I just want to thank all the listeners. I want to thank Dave for coming up with the quiz. Dan for being such a great opponent. Um, yeah, I, th I think I, I accept this victory <laughs> on, on all your behalf. <laughs> so I did have a... No, well done, both. I think it's really good. It was That's quite difficult. Fun quiz. So my... If we were to end up with a draw, the final stadium was Soccer City. That sounds American, doesn't it? Yeah. You both would have failed the Soccer City one then. Oh, really? Australia? It's not like Rochdale or something because we've got <laughs> Rotherham with the New York yeah, state. Or New York City, yeah. No, so Soccer City is in South Africa. Oh, okay. Uh, Johannesburg. Okay. And the Kaiser Chiefs play there. Yeah, okay. we would have needed okay. another yeah. tiebreaker. Yeah. I would have given you some, <laughs> yeah. give you some yeah. clues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. River, 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 Ruby. And then oh, Kaiser Chiefs. There we go. That's the outro. <laughs> okay, so before we go, is there anything 
you want to add, say, or mention? No, not for me. No, I think no, I think that's a fully comprehensive week. Excellent. Okay, well, thank you all very much. Thank you to everyone for listening. If you want to be part of the show, check out our show notes or the outro. And uh, looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to Just Football. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please share with your friends and family. We're available on all podcasting platforms and you can follow us on X at Just Football Pod. In the meantime, keep your head up and your eyes on the ball. And through it all, we play the way we want to, with big edge past the car glue, whether I'm right or wrong. It's big edge ball, so you can keep Pochettino, Conte and Mourinho, and even Christian Gross. Everywhere we go, we're loving big edge instead.